I'm Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about rivals. Yes, I know this is Thanksgiving week, and we typically talk about having gratitude and being thankful during this time, and that is definitely an important thing to do. Uh, you know, both according, of course, to the Word of God and then just through life in general. But this week also is the week when my Ohio State Buckeyes play that team up north in football. And they are considered our rival. And we seem to spend all year with one eye on their team as we go about our business. And for several years, they haven't really done as well in the rivalry. But last year, they beat our team for the first time in almost a decade. Plus, so far this season, both teams in the rivalry are undefeated up to this point. So, a chance to go to the conference championship, the college football playoff, and potentially a national championship game is all on the line. You know, rivalries aren't just exclusive to the team I cheer for. It's always uh, interesting seeing the matchups between other rivals around the country. You know, teams such as Alabama and Auburn or Army versus Navy. And we even saw just this last week Harvard versus Yale in the Ivy League. Who knew those guys had teams, right? (laughs) But they do. And uh, we always look forward to those annual matchups with the rivals each year. In college basketball, there's also uh, some big rivalries. And one of the big rivalries is between Duke and North Carolina. You might have seen some of those uh, over the years and just how uh, intense those battles are on the court. You know, it's always interesting to see what talent levels are brought into the games during rivalry matchups. And it always seems like the team that is the underdog tends to step up their effort in those games to try and take the victory. You know, back in high school, I did pretty well running track. In fact, I held the school records in the 100 and 200 meter dash races for 30 years. But there was a league meet during my senior year where I was running against a guy from Dublin High School here in Dublin, Ohio, who was always neck and neck with me in the sprints through each year prior Now, he was probably a couple inches taller than me, so he had a little bit longer stride. But, uh, you know, during those races my senior year, he was, uh, you know, just again super close in the 100-meter dash, so much so I literally dove at the end of the race to win it at the finish line. Uh, I don't recommend that when you are running at full speed. I was uh, actually scraped up pretty good from skidding on the track. But uh, then in the 200-meter dash, that uh, same guy from Dublin was, uh, again, right with me all the way around the quarter track race. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, he actually surged ahead to win it. You know, I ran a 22.1-second race, and he ran it in 21.9 seconds. Less than a second different. Can you believe it? But, you know, the good news was that uh, uh, that time was the fastest mine at the uh, uh, that meet was the fastest in our school's history. And that's the one that also stood for 30 years. But the bad news was I lost the race. (laughs) It's not fun losing to your rival, is it? You know, as an adult, I enjoyed uh, playing 10 years or so in a church basketball league. 
and it took place at a church on the east side of Columbus, Ohio, each winter. In the first few years, we brought over some of the guys from our church just to play. We were just considering it good exercise, but we would get beat a lot. (laughs) Then after so many years of losing, a contact from our church had some friends who had some uh, other friends who were real deal basketball players. In fact, several played varsity basketball in high school and a couple even played in college. And we had players as tall as six foot seven on the team, and most could shoot from about anywhere on the court. And with this team, we would win most games throughout the season. And then there was only one other team with that same kind of talent that matched our roster, and so they obviously became our natural rival in that league. And during the tournament at the end of the season, we both made it to the final. And after going back and forth with lead changes the whole game, we ultimately came out on top. And we won the trophy and some restaurant gift cards, actually, for winning <laughs> winning that game. And it was great. It was a great experience, even though it wasn't a big league environment. It was just fun to win. You know, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's podcast, the main rivalry I will will be uh, focused on this week will be the Ohio State Buckeyes versus the team up north. I keep saying that, and the reason is, is uh, from decades ago, Coach Woody Hayes at Ohio State, uh, he actually never liked to say the word, I'm going to say it, Michigan, to cross his lips. So he called the called them the team up north, and that stuck with a lot of folks. But I can remember years of uh, Ohio State going undefeated all year as I was growing up, and only to lose in that last game of the year with the rival. And that would take us out of contention for the national championship, it seemed like. You know, there's a ton of history related to the rivalry. If you do a web search on it, you can see it. And uh, in fact, another Woody Hayes story talked about when the Buckeyes were way up in score during one of the games uh, in their rivalry. And and then they scored again. And uh, instead of going for that one extra point, they actually went for two and got it. (laughs) After the game, a reporter asked Woody, Hey, why did you go for two points there when you were so far ahead in the lead? He said, I went for two because I couldn't go for three. (laughs) Woo! He had that uh, intense attitude in the rivalry, didn't he? You know, sometimes there's a little mercy, I guess, in rivalry games. But uh, in the Bible, you know, there's many examples of rivals, aren't there? You know, think about, of course, some of the famous ones like David and Goliath. Remember that, of course, that story? Or uh, one I, I really love to read about, and that's Elijah and the prophets of Baal there in 1 Kings 18. And uh, that's just an awesome story you need to check out when you get a moment. Maybe uh, during the holidays here, you can pull that out and look at it. Again, that's First Kings 18. And, uh, you know, I just uh, definitely recommend those stories, uh, you know, to kind of see how rivals reacted to each other throughout the Word of God. But, you know, the ultimate rivalry, of course, has been between God and the devil. And we see a face-to-face matchup with Jesus and Satan in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And there it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, 
lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Then again the devil took him on uh, upon a, uh, an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and, be, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You know, Jesus gave us a great example of how we can defeat our rivals. You know, he is uh, also, of course, uh, showing us that uh, as we walk our Christian walk, we can defeat the devil. He is our rival as well. You know, we can use scripture and the power of God through the Holy Spirit to call out the lies that are spoken into our ears and, and trying to pull us off course. And our secret weapon is knowing the end of the game, right? Because we have read the end of the Bible. And the devil is ultimately defeated. So why shouldn't we live like we know this? We can walk in victory just like we do when we have the bragging rights over our rival for a year after beating them. We can walk through life knowing we already have won the battle with our rival, the devil. And knowing that, of course, is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church, and more information can be found about, the Grace, about Grace Chapel at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also uh, send me an email directly to pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. So won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving, and God bless. Life